Taz Hall time. Taz Hall. Yep, you know, that's how we do it here. Fancy Dan name for a Q&A. Welcome to the Taz Show. Got a plethora, which means a lot, of Taz Hall questions from you, the lovely audience, the people who support my content, the people that I love immensely, as you know. So thanks for downloading this episode, by the way, on Radio.com app or on the Radio.com website or at Apple Podcasts or wherever the hell you're downloading this. I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing that. So hope everybody's doing good. We got a little Taz Hall number six here. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. I don't know how to, I don't know the Spanish counting. Jeez. I can do it in Japanese. Ich, ni, son, shi, go, roko, roko. Taz Hall, roko. Taz Hall six. That's what we're at here. Uh, that's great. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we get, look, we, we got a, a whole bunch from Facebook, uh, from at uh, Facebook.com slash the Taz Show, whole shitload at Instagram, which is T A Z T A L K, Taz Talk, for those people that can't fucking spell. So, sorry, I just upchucked in my own mouth. I don't know what, I don't know what just happened there. By the way, I was on the air uh, early this morning on Taz and the Moose, uh, me and Moose doing the, the sports radio gimmick. And I damn near choked to death on a freaking chopped nut walnut. I take walnuts and pecans and cashews and I smash them a small amount. And I, I'm a big fan. I put them in lime uh, Greek yogurt. That's what I do. That's one of my morning breakfasts. I have several different breakfast options. Uh, sometimes I have, have Hulk juice. I still drink that. A lot of people know what that is. Old school Taz show fans. And I'll do some whey protein bars. Uh, and I'll take the yogurt. I, that's my one of my go-to yogurts. One of them is lime with nuts. Okay, I love the nuts. And the other yogurt I like is I take uh, vanilla yogurt, Greek, and I put a plethora of cinnamon in that. My wife taught me that. It's a big deal. You put the cinnamon in the vanilla yogurt. It's a nice treat. Okay, I taught Moose that too. Mark Malusis, my co-host on Taz and the Moose. The fucking guy eats buckets of that shit now. He's eating it nonstop. He's filling up 55-gallon drums to fuck, and he's eating it like crazy. He's nonstop. So we're getting to the Taz Hall here. No dicking around, no bullshitting around. You know how I roll. Uh, first uh, and foremost, I got to take care of business because that's called business. The Taz Show is supported by my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, and they are introducing their all-new rate shield approval. That's right. You've heard me talk about this before. The all-new rate shield approval by my good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Ah, yes. If you're in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. To get started, very simple, very easy, easy peasy, as they say. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions, additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lenders, licensed in all 50 states, and MLSConsumerAccess.org, 
number 3030. Uh, that's a rocket mortgage. Yes. So, anyways. So we're going to get rolling uh, straight forge ahead right into it. So, uh, boom, we'll go with the Facebook. Taz Hall 6 and begin. So uh, here we go. Uh, what do we got here? We got um, Alcon uh, Jerome House. Okay. What happened to the names like John Smith? Okay. Al- Alcon. I might have said his name. Alcon Jerome House. Uh, this is on Facebook. Do you think WWE is aware? The internet is widely upset about a show, in parentheses, like Crown Jewel. And if they do know, do they care? Okay, appreciate the question, sir. Um, yes, they do know. Uh, I, I I know for a fact I've talked to three people behind the scenes there. They know. And even, even if I didn't speak to them, working for them as long as I have and knowing a lot of the folks there in power, yeah, they know. And, and does it bother them? Yeah, it does bother them. But what, what, let me tell you what happens there. Okay. <sighs> They look at it a couple of things, a couple of ways. They look at it like they know what's best for you, meaning the audience. Um, they listen to you guys to a certain degree. They're not going to let you affect what they think is right. And that starts with Vince McMahon. He is in charge. He is, you know, the audience, he will listen to his audience. I know Stephanie, I know Hunter, they're going to listen to the audience too. And sometimes, you, the audience, or us, the audience, I'm part of the audience now also, um, can sway them a little. But when it comes to, for example, the big push Roman Reigns was getting, they they heard all that scuttlebutt and the constant noise in the arena, on the internet, wherever, social media, whole nine yards. They knew all about it. They, they didn't care because they felt, uh, Vince felt, like this guy, meaning Roman, is the guy that we're pushing we believe in them, and this is it. And I know what's best. I know what's the, what I'm going to get over because it's my money. It's it's my business, and that's that's. And for, I got to be honest, I, I don't blame Vince. <laughs> um, he he is not going to let us, the audience, control his company. That's not going to happen. Stephanie's not. Hunter's not. Shane's not. And they shouldn't. Um, you could definitely have a voice. And you could sway them in certain ways here and there, maybe on certain things, but something as massive as Crown Jewel was uh, in Saudi Arabia and the amount of money that pulled it for their company, they, they're not going to, you know, listen, here's the deal, okay, Mr. House, here's the thing. I've talked about this in the past several times. Okay, WWE is, they they know, no matter how pissed off the audience gets, especially the internet audience, and now in this day and age, especially the social media audience, which is part of the internet at the end of the day, right? Same shit. Um, they are, they are, they know that you ain't going anywhere. They know I ain't going anywhere. They know that we're part of that fan base. We're part of that audience. Of their quasi WWE universe, they came up with that WWE universe when I was just leaving. I remember when I was leaving the company, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But you know, and I, I didn't think it would get over, but they pushed the shit out of it, so it worked. People say it now. I say it like, ah, oh, WWE universe. It's it's the audience. <laughs> so Vince wanted to give you guys, the audience, us an identity, and it's a good idea. I just thought the name was a little hokey. Well, what do I know? It worked because it worked because they pushed it and pushed it and said it and said it and nonstop, 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 and it worked. So, anyways, um, my point in long form, they know Vince and everybody below him knows no matter how pissed off the bulk of 
the hardcore audience, which we'll call the social media audience, gets, the bulk of that audience will, audience will keep coming back. He's that confident. And I got news for you. He's right. <laughs> so, um, uh, it, you know, I mean, uh, the, the I would assume the bulk of people that were pissed off about Crown Jewel or boycott or didn't watch or whatever your political views are, um, probably turned around on Monday and watched Raw. I, I, I can't prove that. That's just my strong assumption, you know, having a pretty good feel on, on wrestling fans and how loyal wrestling fans are. So Vince knows that. Steph knows that. They know. They know, for the most part, you're not going to go anywhere. And that doesn't mean that there hasn't been, I'm sure, a lot of people that maybe have canceled their, their subscription to WWE, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, network and all that shit. Uh, yeah, but they get more and more people signing up and subscribing every day. So um, I don't want to sit here and say they take you for granted, but they, they're not going to let you hold them hostage. It's just not going to happen. Um, I, it's just not. I, I just I'm telling you right now. It's just that's just not the way they. That's just not the way they roll. So um, so that's the thing. All right. So Chris Massey again. These are all until I go to break. These are all going to be from Facebook. Okay. So Chris Massey says, uh, ask on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, Facebook. Damn, I keep saying that on Facebook. Do you think the amount of shows the WWE uh, have been doing as well as the long, all caps, long travel mileage have contributed to what seems to be an injured, riddled company? Um, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I don't think it's the long travel mileage. I think it's the um, not enough days off at times. Um, I think it's the talent men and women do not get enough credit how full fucking speed they go and you have to go on house shows not just tvs you have to give a hundred percent every match and all these guys and girls do that i'm promising you they do is this business is physical as shit guys i promise it's no bullshit <laughs> and i know most of you respect the industry and you know that yeah it's a work the finishes are predetermined and guys are not trying to hurt each other but you guys are, are very educated to it and and you listen to any wrestling content podcasting especially you guys are pretty much firmed up hardcore essence fans so you know how physical the business is and you respect the business i'm letting you know the main thing is how physical it is all the time and how many shows they have and the the long travel that yeah, plays a part in it um, to a little bit of a degree. Uh, but look, if you if you're thinking about like Triple H, you know him tearing his pec. I mean, that could happen to anyone. But Triple H is he, he's he's almost near fifty years old. I'm fifty one years old, and I think he might be a year or two younger than me. I don't know his exact age, but you know I know we're close in age. We came up in the business at the same time, so. Um, I'm just letting you know, and the guy's trained hard his whole life and all that stuff. He's had injuries, but, you know, and he's a big son of a bitch, um, and he looks great for his age. God, I envy how good he looks. Um, I wish I looked as good as him. Um, but you know what? He He's not in full throttle wrestling shape, wrestling all the time. He's not. Neither is Taker. Neither is Kane. Neither is Shawn Michaels. These guys are older guys. I talked about this in the last podcast. I covered that part of it. So I, I don't – I think that, you know, H. Taren is peck – you got to look. It's a little bit of a different situation. I think age plays a part of that. Um, lack of being full time and trying to work like you used to work. You know, I, I think that that's what happened to Triple H. And, and you got to give the man credit for finishing the match. I tip my cap to him. It's 
most wrestlers have had to go through matches where they have to finish where they're hurt. He's done it a few times. So it's it's a bitch. It's tough, and you got to respect them. But as far as the other talent on the card, yeah, there's a lot of people hurt, sure. But that's why they have a deep roster. You know, everywhere they look, they have to because it's a next man up, next girl up mentality, and it has to be. And it's just it's not being vicious. It's just like the NFL or just like – the NBA, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, f- a sports franchise. At the end of the day, except these fuckers don't get it. They don't, they don't get an off season, so there's no time to, to regroup your body. I've always said that about about the industry, you know, the industry about wrestlers, you know. And I've always said it. I've said you most of you've heard me say this. And I'll say it for those that are newer to my content, or maybe haven't heard me on an interview in the past or whatever. Um, pro wrestlers um, are a hybrid of an actor, an athlete, and, and a stunt man or woman. Okay. Um, and the, but the thing is, you know, uh, all pro athletes have off seasons to, to recoup, recoup their body, get themselves back, back where they were and, and to, to rest their body. You don't have that opportunity as a WWE superstar, or if you're full-time in Japan or ring of honor, or when TNA was going full throttle with shows nonstop, you know, you don't, you don't have that off season. And if you're an independent scene and you're making good money. The last thing you want is an offseason because you, you got to work every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to, to, to make money. So you don't want an offseason. Those, those fuckers are working hard too. So it's not just the guys and girls in WWE. <clears throat> so, so, I, so here's the thing, Chris. I don't think that um, – I don't think it's the long travel and hours on a plane and all that jazz. I don't uh, because these guys are, and girls are warming up properly before matches. That's something that – a lot of people don't talk about it. I've never really talked about, but warming up is key, um, is a very, very key thing to to preventing injury, um, to, to get your body warmed up the right way. Back in the day, I remember seeing guys in, during ECW or when I was in WWE uh, where it's like you do a couple of stretches and, you know, and get a pump, you know, do 20 push-ups and get some blood flow in your pecs and your shoulders and your buys and tries so you look good on camera. That was the warm-up, you know. Um, I know I didn't do that. I always warmed up because I didn't want to get injury. I always did, you know, some free squats. I've always loosened up right all any any kind of stretching I've learned uh my years playing judo, I used most of those stretches to keep and I would stretch, go through a stretch routine for I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. The fucking sensei of stretching, and a lot of you guys have heard me talk about this, is Rob Van Dam. That motherfucker will stretch. Um <laughs> I'm talking about for like almost 45 minutes to an hour. Rob's been on the Taz show, and we, we've talked about his stretch routine. I don't remember his exact time, the amount of time he stretched, but you could find a lot of that stuff on Radio.com or uh, Apple Podcasts, old shows, and maybe we'll repost one with, with Van Dam and I. Rob's been on it two or three times, so I don't remember which one he said it in, but Rob was the most uh, focused guy ahead of his time in regards to injury prevention and stretching. I mean, the amount of time he would take for his flexibility, and you guys saw how awesomely flexible the guy still is. Um, you know, it very, very, uh, very, very dedicated to stretching, and it was way ahead of his time. So I'm just just wanted you to know that. But so anyway, in, in very long form, Chris. Yeah, no, I don't think that the um, the long flights are the reason why. It's the amount of work and no off season, and that t- the talent's going full throttle all the time. So, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, Gareth uh, Eastman. Uh, again, Facebook. What do you think of the predictable WWE programming following the same pattern? For example, show starts, someone comes out and says something. Uh, general manager slash commissioner slash authority figure gives their two cents, followed by, in quotations, 
that match is going to happen right now, uh, unquote. Um, and then Garrett uh, posted uh, some more. He said, personally, I, he said, personally, I find it really frustrating. Longtime fan, keep up the stellar work. Well, thank you, Gareth. I appreciate the support, my friend. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're not wrong. Okay, you're definitely not wrong. Um, it's frustrating, I think, to you to me and most people who can hear me right now <laughs> it is that pattern it's 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 the hamster wheel it's 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 complacency and and i know why they do it okay you have to have you, you don't have to but most of the times you have to set the thread of the show you need the main thread the main story to come out to kick the show off so we could thread it through the show of what what the issues are going to be and who those issues are going to be with. Okay. That that's why it sets the table. I think that I know that when I was working there, I know I've heard Vince with my own ear, tell the, the raw writing team and the SmackDown writing team and pressure those guys and girls to be creative and come up with different ways because he didn't want to keep doing that. It seems like they slipped back into that. That's the easiest way to book it. I mean, you have the authority figure come out and, and, and be the intermediate and then make a match and set it up. It, it is very predictable. I mean, I'm sure it's happened maybe recently. I don't remember the last time a great match kicked off a raw. I mean, really, I, I don't remember. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I, I, I might've missed a raw here and there too. So I don't want to say they're like, I'm watching every second of raw. I'm, I'm, I'm doing two jobs here, as you guys know, and hosting a radio show. So I'll, a lot of times I'll have to watch Monday Night Football and I'll jump back to Raw. I'll watch Raw the next day. But, you know, the thing is, man, it's it really is. Uh, it, it really is, to your point, Gareth, it does happen a lot, that type of thing. It's a hamster wheel mentality, just complacency. And I'm not a fan of it either, and I think most people listening to me right now aren't a fan of it either. Um, so, but but I, I uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to change it if anytime soon, um, really. I'm not sure. All right, so. Again, Facebook, Karan Kali. I might have butchered that first name. I apologize. C-I-A-R-A-N. Who's the best wrestler you've ever seen with their fans? I was at a live event the other day, and they had to loop Rey Mysterio's music three times uh, because he stopped and posed for photos with every child ringside. It was great. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Ray is that guy you just described. That's right. He's legitimately a fucking great guy. Um, there's a lot of uh, guys and girls. I, I mean, for me to go through who's the best, I mean, that'd be hard to do, but there's definitely, uh, there's so many I've, um, I, I know in ECW, I mean, uh, a lot of guys, you know, Sandman was, was great with the fans for sure. Uh, Tommy dreamer, probably one of the best with the fans, uh, very, very, uh, close knit with the fans and, and always would give them whatever his full time. um, I always respected, and I still do, always respected the fans, but I always, I kind of lived the gimmick. That's what Taz would do. So even when I was a heel, I was an asshole. When I was a babyface, I was an asshole. I mean, so I would, I wouldn't blow off an autograph, but I would be a little, I would, I was working. I, I believed in staying in character, you know, um, but I wasn't like a lot of the guys. Um, so it's tough. It's tough, uh, Kareem, to name one person. Um, Ray's definitely one of them. I named a couple from ECW. Um, I've seen Hulk Hogan. I've seen Hulk Hogan spend a lot of times with fans. I've seen him do it myself. I've seen him do it in TNA. I've seen him do it in WWE. I've witnessed it. 
Uh, I've seen Kurt Angle uh, be very, very, very awesome with fans. I've seen Edge be awesome with fans, like uh, a lot, a lot of it. Um, uh, so, and WWE doesn't like force talent to do that. You know, they don't. They, they, they. You know, they know you get it. If you're at that level, you get it. You know who pays the bills, right? <laughs> you know the fans pay the bills, so you get it. Um, so anyway, good question though. All right, Steve Grizz Adams. In a recent SmackDown, the crowd chanted CM Punk, CM Punk, to which Shane commented, McManus is, he's not part of WWE. Um, now Shane is, in quotes, the best in the world, allegedly, after the World Cup win. Is this a sneaky way uh, to get the two of them to lock up? How do you see it uh, potentially, Taz? Any chance? No, I don't think there's a chance. I don't think that's going to happen. <clears throat> Uh, you know, the, the the best in the world thing, I, I, I don't know if it might be a little bit of a, a, a trolling shot. It could be. Um, it could be. But, I mean, WWE's used to not, they used to be petty like that. They're, they're so big now, and they're just so corporate now from what I hear behind the scenes. I don't know if they're doing that kind of shit, like that kind of immature petty stuff. They might be, but I don't think you're going to see <laughs> CM Punk wrestling um Shane McMahon anytime soon. That'd be funny, right? <laughs> Next week of SmackDown. There he is. <laughs> well, I'd be like, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> but but no, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, just my opinion. Uh, who we got here? All right, John Gordon, wrestlers entrances. Uh, you had a no bullshit walk to the ring. Wrestlers today are so choreographed regarding the entrance. You are walking into a fight, supposedly. Not a dance recital. Well, this is not a question by you, John, but you complimented me. Therefore, I read it. No, I'm, I'm joking. I, I get what you're saying, John, and you're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong. I, I There's, listen, <laughs> when I walk to the ring, I, in my brain, believed I was going to fuck somebody up and nobody was getting in my way. Nobody, nobody, nobody. It was firm, galvanized, locked in, cemented, foundationed in my brain that I was the baddest motherfucker in the world every single time I walked through that curtain. That's how, especially during my time in ECW. WWE, I had that same mindset and I walked that way, but there was a lot more things to think about because of live TV and time restraints. So there was a lot of pressure on you with different, you got to hit time cues. It was just, you really couldn't be as, as loose uh, as you were like in ECW. There wasn't that same freedom. You know, it's big TV business. I get it. Um, but I wasn't the only one. There were many wrestlers. You know, Steve Austin's another guy. And Steve walked to the ring. He fucking walked the ring like he was going to fuck somebody up. You know, and it doesn't mean that you got to walk with a purpose and angry. I mean, Undertaker, you know, you know, we get his gimmick, he's demonic, he's the Undertaker, he always took his time, but you knew some shit was about to go down. You know, watch Brock Lesnar walk to the ring. He looks like he's going to beat somebody's ass. Um, you know, but there are a lot of the younger current talent, you know, because a lot of them are being retrained or regroomed all from the same trainers in one same spot in Orlando, Florida. So you're going to get a lot of cookie cutter type stuff, and that's really it. Um, uh, the, 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 the guys and girls that have maybe have had success in other companies when they come into WWE, you don't see that Bobby Roode has a swagger and the it factor pun intended when he comes out and he's, he's glorious and all that shit. And he is, he is in that gimmick. 
He is not, you know, he he is he don't have to walk the ring like he's gonna beat your ass. He's he's the glorious Bobby Roode. You know, you get it, you know it. He knows it's Samoa Joe, another guy, he's gonna fuck you up. But a lot of the younger talent, it's it's all the same. I it's very tough for me to believe a lot of them. I don't want to name names because I don't want to disrespect any current talent. I don't like doing that. Uh, because it's a very difficult job, and I don't want to disrespect any men and women that are out there. But I watch a lot of you know, wrestling, as you guys know, uh, a lot. And a lot of these guys are, they're, they're, they're playing wrestler and, 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 and because they got a lot in their mind and they weren't trained or taught right or, you know, not all of them. And I, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep it vague. I don't feel like I don't want to get into that kind of shit. You know, that's not my style. There's plenty of other podcasts that'll go and bury and rip people. That That's not what I do here. If you're new to what I do now, you know, um, that's just, you know, me. All right. Joshua Perez. Uh, do you think the Saudi government had anything to do with any of the finishes at crown jewel as far as who they wanted to win? Uh, no, Joshua. No, it's a good question, but no, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think WWE would do that. They're not going to give up creative control. You know, maybe they might have had not input, but if they said they liked wrestler x and you know maybe WWE make a take into consideration but i i don't see that happening i really don't it's a good question though um good question for sure where are we here all right uh where are we we got uh oh i almost forgot <clears throat> as i'm skimming through remember what i was supposed to be doing and we're supposed to be producing out here and it's not happening and and that's what was supposed to happen and it's not now it is so as I'm ciphering through, I got the tweets and the IGs that people like this, this little tune. As I'm going through trying to see, ah, what am I going to do here? Let's see. Not this one. No, no, not that one. That guy's a jobber. No, no, no. I'm joking. No. <laughs> uh, here it is. All right. David Branfield. David Branfield. How hard is a referee's job and what exactly do they do? Who, in your opinion, is the greatest referee of all time? Oh, my God, Dave. Jeez, that's like you go right to the who's the greatest referee of all time. That's oof. Um, that's a tough one. Um, first off, the referees have a insanely hard job. It's a thankless job, and you are the heat falls on you. I've seen reps get refs get ripped in TNA, ECW, WWE. <laughs> um you know, by office members, front office members and stuff. It's a thankless job, but yet a very tough job. In WWE, especially TVs, man, they are very, they are responsible for a lot. You know, as most of you guys know, it's no secret. I'll pull back the curtain enough. There's an IFB, which is a little earpiece in the ear of all the referees. So the contact from backstage verbally can go into that ear and talk to that ref. And then there's different hand singles, signals that the ref can give towards the cameras. A lot of times you don't see on TV. They cut around them to let the uh, the, the bosses backstage kind of know, okay, what's going on, whatever it may be. Uh, let's say a match has to get cut short. Well, the referee has responsible for telling those two wrestlers that uh, without the camera catching it. It's a tough job. He also has to make make sure he's not jumping in front of cameras, meaning blocking camera shots. He's got to – there's certain ways to move around that ring. Um, there's certain ways to get out of guys' high spots, to get out of their way. There's certain times you got to be there. You got to be part of a finish. Maybe you got to take a bump. There, there is so much they do. I've never done it. 
except like in a wrestling school, like just but never with an earpiece in my ear. And just just like as far as training, I've done it. I've never done it. And I never want would want to do it. It's a tough job. I've been fortunate to wrestle with a lot of great refs as my ref. Uh to wrestle with let me say it again. I just said that wrong. I've been fortunate to wrestle matches with a lot of great refs, and I, I don't want to leave any of them out. Um, off the top of my head, uh, I could tell you in WWE, like uh, Mike Kyoto is one of the best referees that I know. Like you're gonna find, Mike is uh, just great. I mean, all all those guys. I know my time in WWE, they were all great. Um, definitely, Mike Kyoto is definitely one of those guys. Um, Obviously, Mr. Hebner is just uh, both Hebners, uh, uh, son and daddy, uh, just great, just great, 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 for sure. I mean, Earl is legend, uh, Brian, uh, young legend. I mean, they're great. The Hebners, great, great refs. Um, they really, really are. Um, you know, I, it's it's a tough gig, man. It's a tough gig. It, it really is, and it doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't, and and you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because it's it's nice to talk about them a little bit, David. You know, I I am glad you brought that up seriously because it is, um, you know, it they're not making tons of money either. Um, it, <laughs> that's the other thing. They're not they're not getting paid crazy bank. They're not, you know, um, um, it it's it's just. It's a tough, it's a tough gig, and but they're passionate. And a lot of these refs that you don't realize, they're on ring crew. They're working. They're helping set the building up. You know, and other great refs I've had uh, that I've been in, in WWE, like Charles Robinson, obviously Jimmy Corderas. Uh, these guys are great refs. Um, really, like you know, <laughs> it was, you know, I was I I know I was fortunate enough to have to have these guys, um, you know, uh, you know, refing. Um, you know, reffing matches uh, for, for myself. Um, you know, another guy that was in uh, in ECW, John Finnegan, um, who was an excellent referee, uh, great guy in ECW, original ECW, um, awesome, awesome guy, big son of a bitch. I, I loved him reffing my matches, but he was just big. <laughs> he was a big guy, but one of the nicest guys you ever met in your entire life. I'm not kidding you. Um, uh, you know, it, it, trying. To, I mean, I'll go through all the refs. But actually, Bill Alfonso, come to think of it, when he was a ref, he never ref my matches. He was obviously my manager. But when he was a ref, he was he was excellent during his NWA or WCW, whatever the hell it was. When when I always get confused what they were doing and when, but he was definitely an awesome uh, awesome ref. A lot of people don't realize that they remember him during his managing days, but he was actually uh, a tremendous uh, referee. You know, it's like I said, it's um, it's definitely a very, very, <clears throat> excuse me, a very, very tough job. And there's a lot, a lot of responsibility on those referees. And and I know this much, like the talent, like I've never seen like the talent really get. I should say never. Once in a blue moon, rare, I would see a talent maybe get pissed at a at a referee. Um Oh, Jimmy Molino, too. I should I'm sorry, Jimmy. If you're listening, I apologize. Jimmy's another great ref from ECW. I'm trying to just draw a blank. Too many chair shots that Jimmy's been part of. Uh, another great ref. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm missing a lot of refs, but but I'm I'm just trying to name the guys that I know I've 
I've worked with, you know, they're, they're all great. So to name one, it's tough. It's tough to do. It's kind of unfair, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, let's see, let me go through it. There's a lot, there's a lot of Facebook. I mean, it's just been, and I still got to get to the IGs. It's a lot. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Take a little water break. Hang on a second. Yes. Ah, yes. Ah, all right. What do we got here? All right. So, uh, Tim Floyd. Facebook, how drastically do you think WWE will change if Mr. McMahon ever steps down? Huh. Well, he's going to have to step down eventually, right? The man's getting older. Um, I uh, That's his true passion through and through is the WWE. That's his life. That's his lifeline, his blood, everything. Um, uh, how I think it will change a lot. I do. I, you know, I think it's pretty well documented and assumed that Triple H and Steph will run the company. And I got to tell you, I do think that sh- that they will do a good job, a real good job. You see the success of NXT, and the the bulk, bulk, bulk of that is obviously Triple H's brainchild. So, um, you know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna it's gonna be. Look, times are changing. Things are different. Um, you know, it's a younger person's business now. Uh, you know, Vince is in his seventies. You know what I mean? Like he's still, from what I understand, got his his head together, and he's still a very, very intelligent man, uh, and just one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think WWE will be fine. Um, uh, when the sad day comes that Vince is not not involved anymore. I mean, you're going to have to <laughs> carry him out of there because I can tell you, man, that he is – you have no idea. You you guys have a, a some sort of an idea how passionate he is about the WWE, but he, he loves the business, not just WWE. He loves the business, the, the history of the business. He loves the tradition of the business. I've talked a lot about that in the past, and – I've heard him say these things with my own ears, you know, and and it's he does, and and that's why you'll see guys go get put in the Hall of Fame, guys and girls that maybe never wrestled in the, um, you know, in the WWE or WWF. So, you know, but yeah, no, he'll, uh, you know, uh, it, it'll be fine. I think Triple H and staff uh, running it, it, you know, I, I do. I think it'll be fine. Um, what do we got here? Uh, we got, uh, oh, here we go. Um, we got, uh, la, 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 Ben Barber. Ben Barber, Facebook. What's the origin of gimmick schnabitz? Yeah. Whew, that's a tough one, Ben. Uh, it's gimmick schnabitz, Fern and Burnham. Uh, well, you know, there's several. There's several ways to put it out there. It's old school wrestler stuff. Like, I don't know who invented it. It's just a lot of the carny stuff that I don't even think is around anymore in the business and how, when I came up, you know, we all learned it and you had to learn it and kayfabe and all that. It all is, you know, from the carny carnival business from many, 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 many moons ago. So it's, it's not really gimmick Schnabe. It's the, the real thing with Schnabe. It's Infernum and stuff like that. Like it's, I, I, yeah, I don't, know, maybe you got a Wikipedia and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the inner origin of it. I'm sorry. I, I'll look into it. I could try and find out. How about that? I, I should know that, but I don't. I know it was old when I came into the business. So uh, Frank Giannatasio, uh, 
were the Eliminators ever offered a contract? Why did only Saturn leave ECW? Well, that's a good question. Uh, no, well, Cronus uh, stayed. Um, Cronus uh, stayed in ECW and was started tagging with other guys. And Perry had an opportunity um, to go. They they wanted Perry, and and um, he had a chance to go. And I I was very close to that situation because Perry and I were very close friends at that time. Trainer partners, we ran the ECW dojo, and you know, and and. You know, I, I I used to travel with the with the Eliminators for for a long time. You know, all over the place. So uh, I missed those days. <clears throat> and uh, Perry and I had a lot of great times. You know, we had a lot of fun. And um, you know, he had an opportunity. And and uh, man, we I didn't want to leave. A lot of us didn't want to leave. You know, he him and him and Cronus were a big part of what was going on in ECW with that tag team division and and how awesome they were and how over they were. They were fucking stars. You know, uh, but, you know, it was that was the time where they were just they were raiding the locker room. And, you know, maybe the fucking guys in WCW say that's not true, but they they were. I've heard I've heard voice messages. I've heard. (laughs) Wow, you're drinking payments Kool-Aid. Hey, let me tell you fuckers something. Bullshit. I've sat uh, with a few other guys and Paul Heyman on off days. In Westchester and in Scarsdale, New York, and in Oddsdale, New York, in in coffee shops, and heard voicemails of people's voices. We were raided. <laughs> I can assure you. I you whatever. So, bottom line is, uh, I I don't. I guess I assume they weren't interested in the team of the Eliminators, and maybe it was just Perry. I guess that was the the main reason. Um. Maybe it was a divide and conquer thing. Who the fuck knows? I, I don't really know. But uh, anyway, good question, Frankie. Though I appreciate it. Uh, all right, last one here on Facebook, and then uh, we're going to do the uh, IG gimmick Jones, right? Uh, so Douglas Davies Jr., I remember this guy. He used to be on the Facebook Live all the time. Rumors of Mike Tanay being in WWE. Ah, uh-huh, yes, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you this. I've heard those rumors. Quite frankly, I hope those rumors are true. Because the WWE could use a guy like Mike today in any Mike Tenay in any capacity on camera, behind the scenes, his wit is awesome on camera, his research, his intellect, his mindset on the business, his legacy, his tradition—it's all there on camera. He knows his shit, Mike Tenay. Behind the scenes, fucking guy, he's got a great booking mind, and he stays on top of the industry. So if something happens, I can't say much. If something happens and he is part of WWE or we see him WWE, I think it's not a good thing. It's a great thing, and it would be a great hire by World Wrestling Entertainment. Hey, the Taz Show is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans, introducing their all-new Rate Shield approval, as I told you earlier. That's right, Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans, Rate Shield approval. If you're in a market to buy a home, Quick Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop, jobbers. That's right. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's a rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Rate shield approval. Only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison, the public data records, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Uh, that's a, a rocket mortgage. All right, take a quick break, come back, and we will do some more. Taz Hall 6 via the Instagram, which is Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K. Be right back.
Shit when I'm on my motherfucking motorcycle. Yeah. Fucking hacking a lip, smoking cigars, fucking driving my motorcycle, listen to this shit. That's what I do. Fucking damn right. Starting to get pissed off. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the Taz Show. So I'll get into the Instagram. In a second here. But I got a special uh, Taz Hall question. Guys are jamming. This is fucking badass, right? <laughs> All right, we get it. All right, anyways, uh, so there you go. Uh, so I'm spinning records up in here. So I got a special before we get into the Instagram. Um, you know, Lean Mean, you guys all know the legend, the icon himself, Lean Mean. Yeah, Lean Mean uh sent me a a, a message, and you could give Lean Mean a follow at LM Fight. That's F-I-G-H-T. He's done amazing work when I was doing live video every day, and he does a lot of great stuff for us with Taz and the Moose. And when the day comes soon where there's new video and I'm involved with it, I'm sure Lean Mean will be all over it. But he does a lot, a lot of cool stuff. He's got a great YouTube page, so I love to promote his stuff because he's just a, a good guy. We've technically never even met each other, <laughs> but he, he's, you know, he's he's helped uh, and, and pushed my content as a fan and 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 a guy who's a wizard at what he does. So um, anyway, he's got a question, and I'm going to answer it. But I got to tell you, Lean Mean, my brother. This fucking thing is long. It's like a giant fucking paragraph. How about two lines? Instead, he gives me the fucking Magna Carta. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. This is from Lee Mean. Right now, I love, in all caps, Rhonda's promos and her delivery. She is spitting all truth about her fighting career. On the flip side, they have Becky Lynch on the top of the mountain also delivering killer promos. Good girl versus bad girl. Should this matchup be happening now? Isn't is oh, I'm trying my computer. Sorry, isn't it WM worthy? I mean WrestleMania worthy. Uh, yes, I think it is. I know separate brands, but how can both retain superiority? Uh, su- superiority. Jesus, see what I just said. Also, why right after Ronda's killer promo on Raw last night is she smiling in the ring after Nia challenged her her post Survivor Series? She should have put her on her ass. And if the WWE is promoting the dominance of women, should Becky really reference herself as the man? Question mark. Thanks for the five questions, Lee Mean. All right, so um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. So. All right, well, there's a lot to unwrap there. A couple things. Uh, Just working backwards, the man thing, I I don't really mind it. I I get what you're saying. I don't mind it right now. I don't think it's something you want to keep doing if if you're Becky. I don't. Um, I I think, I don't know, especially, and I think this is kind of the point you're probably making, Lee Mean. In this day and age, and as as we see, to your point of dominance of women in wrestling, not just in wrestling, everything going on in society, how great it's been. Um, and meaning that, you know, the, the power of women and the Me Too movement and all, 
yeah, I, I do get your point on that, but it's wrestling, right? So uh, her saying she's the man, she's got this this real uh, heel hard ass persona. Becky, she's pulling off pretty good. She's kind of got that it's all about me type thing going on. So I get it. I just wouldn't. I, I would kind of phase it out if I was them. I, I think it's a cool little bit, a little gimmick, and then maybe move on from it. Um, you know, and I agree. By the way, about Ronda with, with, with the the promo and then the smiling thing, they got to smile a lot because she's got a nice smile. She's a pretty girl, Ronda Rousey, but yet they got her where she's kind of like that. She could snap and destroy you, but yet she looks pretty when she smiles. You know, I I I, I don't think that you should do that. I, I just not in that. I believe in you stay in your lane. You stay angry. You stay violent. You stay mean, and all that stuff. Um. You know what I mean? I I, I do. Uh, let me see if I can answer the other 17 questions, Lee. Mean. Um, on the flip side, they have Becky Lynch on top of the mountain, also delivering killer promos. Good girl versus bad girl. Should this uh, matchup be happening now? Is it WrestleMania worthy? Yeah, it is WrestleMania worthy. Um, I, I wouldn't be doing it now either. So I, I, I agree with you on that, and I get your point on that. Uh, right, Lee Mean, enough of you. How about that? Okay? Jeez, just took a half my show. No, no, he had good questions. I'm busting your chops. You know that. All right, so now we're going to jump into the world of the IG, as they call it, the Instagram, what the kids call it. And again, you could follow me on ta- at Taz Talk, T A Z T L K. Man, working hard here today. All right, so what do we got here? Uh, la 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 la. Okay, uh, in infamous Tim, thoughts on Jim Neidhart's glasses being broken by Ruby Riot? Yeah, well, we saw this on Raw <clears throat> during an excellent match uh, with Sasha Banks. With Bailey, uh, Natalia against the Riot Squad. I, I like that match on Raw a lot. I thought it was real good, by the way. Um, I have no problem with this. I, I think it's real good heat for Ruby Riot. I thought that uh, Natalia was awesome the way she handled it and being in tears and that she didn't. My first instinct would be go after Ruby and destroy her. No, no, no. You're pulling out the emotion. WWE booked it right. Whoever's idea it was, maybe it was Natalia's, I don't know. It was the right way to do it. Go to the broken glasses on the mat, and she's in tears with her friends, Bailey and Sasha, consoling her. Uh, I think it's good. It's good heat for Ruby Riot And Jim Neidhart, God rest his soul, legendary dude right there. Um, I'm sure that his family has a bunch of his black eye glasses, so I'm sure that was just maybe one of them. Jim Neidhart, uh, I, uh, you know, I can't say I was best friends with him. I didn't know him that well. I, I've met him a couple times, didn't really know him. But I know the era he's from and the guys he hung with. My point in saying that is um, if you get somebody heat and get somebody over, even if you're in the heavens, you're down with it. I'm sure Jim Nardot's cool with this. If this could help an angle, especially something his daughter's part of, I, I think he understands, uh, even though he's above us, that it's about getting heat. And Ruby Riot. You know, she did her job, and that's what you're supposed to do. And I, I, I didn't mind it at all, but you know, I didn't. I, I thought it was good. Um, as long as Natalia was okay with it, so I'm assuming she was. Maybe it was her idea. Who knows? Um, then, as long as she's comfortable with it, establish her dad. Then, then that's fine by me. Uh, narrow path of life is all this best in the world talk. Just trolling CM Punk, trying to lure him back. We just talked about that earlier with someone from Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe, like I said, I said the word trolling too. It might be a little trolling, but I don't think they're trying to lure him back. I, I, I think they're doing fine without him. I don't think so. I mean, you know, but then again, I mean, they, they, they you know, they could always use more star power and uh, never say never, right? That's a WWE's credo, so it could happen. I don't think it will, but you never know. It definitely could. I, I just, my gut says no, but I've been wrong a lot. 
Um, I, you know, I have. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. All right, here we go. What do we got here? Uh, la, 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 la. Okay, uh, AJB3Art. Thoughts on huge puss jerk. I think he means Kurt. Kurt Angle, he means. Kurt Angle, Kurt. Uh, helped and gave Drew uh, McIntyre means on Raw. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I thought it was great. That's what you do. That's what you do when you get to the point that you're in the twilight of your career, like Kurt, who's a legend. Um, he's a legend, and and you you get you get the the current guys over that you, any way you can. That's good. No, I I think it's good stuff. If Kurt didn't want to do that, he wouldn't have done it. It's that simple. You know. No, I I, I think it was good. Good question though to AJ uh, B3R. Uh, all right, who we got? Aaron uh, JG682. No question, Taz. Just thank you for being the hardest working man in radio. What the fuck was that? Thank you, brother. I don't have a ding handy. I got to get a ding handy. Aaron, I appreciate the compliment, my friend. All right. Uh, la, 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 la. Wait, oh, no. What am I doing? La, la's. That sucks. It's not la, la's. It's this. All right. So. <laughs> Lewis 88 any chance of you doing any appearances in the UK no uh the real <laughs> no there's not I I, I work full-time here in uh, in America in New York doing radio sports radio along with doing a podcast three days a week I'm very busy and I love the UK I've, I've had the opportunity to, to be in all different parts of of, of uh, the UK and England and and you know, Manchester, London, Sheffield. I love it. Love it. But I just, no, there's no, that's not happening right now. So, no, 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 no. Uh, what else we got? Uh, thinking here. Hold on. All right. We got Chris Man uh, UK. I think I said it right. Wow, I got loud. All right, so he says, what's the plan for Hulk at this point? I love Hulk, but I don't see the point of him coming back. Cheers, Taz. Put the British flag. Cheers, mate. All right, so um, I, no, I, I, I think what happened with that Saudi Arabia deal, they had guys like Cena and Daniel Bryan that were getting out of the, the deal and not doing the show, and they needed to, you know, um, bring some, you know, big-time star power. Maybe that's what the government there wanted, you know, because Hulk Hogan's a world-renowned name for decades. Um. I mean, um, look, if you use Hulk as uh, an ambassador at times, he's not going to wrestle anymore, obviously. But you can do different stuff with him. He, you know, he's always in shape. He can't have him wrestle, obviously, but, you know, he looks like Hogan because he is Hulk Hogan. He He's always Hulk Hogan. So, yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, I, I just think use him for special things and, and as an ambassador-esque type guy uh, because of who he is, uh, his, his star power as a wrestler, I should say. So, you know. Uh, Wolfgang, ah, my friend from Germany, Wolfgang Gladder. He says, can you spell Johnny Rod just one more time on the air, please? <laughs> you bastard. A lot of you old school Taz Show fans, you remember that. <laughs> what a guy called the show. Oh, boy. Uh, R-O-D-Z. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can say. All right, so <laughs> that was funny. Um, what else we have here? Here we go. Uh, Harley AFC If the opportunity presented itself Would you consider commentating A one-off WWE Network special Like Mae Young slash Cruiserweight Classic Hmm I've been asked a lot of questions about if I ever go back To WWE which the answer is like No definitely not on a full-time basis 
I mean, for a one-off here and there, yeah, no, I mean, if, if my schedule worked out with it and, and, and the money was right, um, yeah, I, I would, I would do it. I mean, I don't think they would ever ask me. Um, I'm kind of like, you know, you know, they, they're moving on. They've moved on a long time ago, I, you know, but I, I don't, I, I would, I would, but I wouldn't be able to commit to a lot of days, like being on a road. That'd just be impossible. I just, I'm on the contract to do two different shows. I got to be in New York. It's that simple. Um, but good question, Holly. I appreciate you. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, oh, here we go. WWE front row. How do you feel about the possibility of Brock carrying the universal title into the octagon, assuming he holds it past the UFC fight with DC, Daniel Cormier? Uh, you know what? If that would have happened, I don't think it's going to. But if that would have happened, um, I think that'd be great. I think it'd be good for the WWE. It's good for the wrestling business. Uh, the announcers would have to acknowledge it. I don't think that Dana White would want that to happen. I don't, you know, I don't. Um, but if that were to happen, I think it'd be cool. It'd be good for the business, for sure. It's good for the business. It would piss off a ton of MMA fans. Oh, God. Uh, and then he goes in there and destroys DC. That'd be funny. Um, <laughs> what the universal title? That'd be funny. Um, yeah, no, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Um, so uh, so that's the deal. Right, look, guys, look, this is... Uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot here in this episode. I think these are all good questions. Great questions by the bulk of you. Uh, for those, if I didn't get a chance to read yours, I apologize. Uh, there's always Taz Halls coming up, so keep submitting them. And if I don't get to you, don't get hot. It's just the way it goes. I'll get to you next time. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I apologize. I feel horrible. I feel guilty. What am I going to do? I have so much guilt. This is the way I live my life. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Anyway, thank you guys for downloading this episode. I hope you liked it. Thanks for everyone who submitted a question. If you got read or not, it don't matter on Facebook or uh, Instagram. Much love, guys. Appreciate you. And thanks for always supporting my content. Spread the word. Subscribe to the show if you didn't. Don't be an asshole. Okay, don't be a fucking asshole over here. You know what I mean? Tell your friends about the fucking show, too, while you're at it. There's a promotion for you. All right, guys, look, I love you. You know, I'm just busting your balls. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. In the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause...